Hey everyone, welcome back to another Real Estate Experts podcast. We're here with Alex Roche, who's been in the game for three years and has sold 22 listings. And I'm super excited to talk because I've seen that you you are into the social media game. You've done YouTube, you've done Instagram. Uh, your Instagram's looking really nice and then you're active on Facebook. And that's always super cool to see because a lot of realtors um, haven't gotten into that space yet. So it's really cool. And I'm really interested to hear your story on that. Uh, but first, let's talk about how you got into real estate and kind of what you did before. Cool. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity and, you know, just to be here. I, I love what you do. And so um, I, I would like to start that. I do not have a college degree. I took my exit exams from high school uh, my junior year. And I pretty much hit the ground running and just started working. I had pretty much been working ever since I was 15 and a half. I always had that desire in me to kind of get out of the school system, right? So um, I was in sales my entire life. I did a lot of family businesses. And so I did car sales all the way from detailing all the way up to special finance for 10 years. And then I actually had um, uh, something come across my plate where my in-laws owned a pretty high-end jewelry store in our area. And so um, in 2008, when the market crashed, I essentially was not getting paid from my car dealership anymore. And so uh, the opportunity came across to relocate to Visalia, California, and to work at Assuri Jewelers. And so I spent another 10 years um, working in the jewelry industry and working like with really high-end products and clients and stuff like that. And so that's where I would like to say I kind of cut my teeth, not only in marketing, but to cast myself into a different category, like to, to, to something that I've always gone after is to be in the luxury space, right? So um, 2018, I started a business called Scoop since 2018. We started a mobile ice cream cart service company. The idea was we're going to do some weddings and we're going to do some farmers markets. And the 19, we did about 30,000 in sales all through social media. And then uh, halfway through 2020, before COVID, we ended up with about a 60K um, uh, income through COVID, through um through social media, right? And so it really opened my eyes to the power of social media. So fast forward through COVID and it kind of crushed our business, again, mobile, food, you know? So um, that went away. I was working full-time the entire time at the jewelry store while doing this second business. So I have two um, mentors in my brokerage and I followed their trajectory through my jewelry store. So one was a sheriff and one was a, a realtor. So he basically started just selling homes. He started his career as a realtor in 2008. And instead of running away when it got tough, he really cut his teeth in the short sales. And since then, he actually opened up his own boutique brokerage. And so we were Bloom Group in Visalia, California. And that's when I saw my buddy, Zed German, who had a full-time job and career, we call it, especially in an area like this, 
um, for the sheriff's department. And then, um, you know, what we work towards, especially when we start getting up in age, which I'm 38, so it's not like, you know, we're old or anything, but you start to understand that, um, you know, you're working towards a retirement, right? You're working to not work. And, and sheriffs have a great retirement. He partnered with Borna and they got so big in real estate that, um, you know, not only did they have their own brokerage, but uh, Zed was confident enough to go ahead and leave his full-time career and his retirement in the past so that he could. So I followed their trajectory and they always were really kind and friendly and an open book, right? And so when COVID hit, I had been becoming very complacent in my career as a salesperson at the jewelry store. And I felt like I could do more Then I lost the ability to essentially continue to work on and build scoops. It was becoming very difficult to even, you know, just open it up and get sales. And so I took my real estate exam during COVID and I actually had to wait until 2021 for the schools to open back up for me to get my license. I became licensed in May of 2021. And in April, I had my first transaction because of Instagram. So a, a client had followed my trajectory from the jewelry store to scoops to real estate and took a bet on wow. me, right? And now we say that the rest is history. That's 22 transactions and three years later. And so a lot of what we do too is off market, but again, that's kind of still getting bigger. So we'll just leave it to the, to the facts, the 23 facts. Awesome. So have you, have you gotten most of your, your uh, leads, I guess, from, you know, your social media? Uh, so the way that I liken it is I do dabble in the traditional marketing. You know, one of the things that I started out was with a local magazine here, Visalia Net Neighbors Magazine, and I had a nice, you know, advertisement in there. Again, some of my background is Photoshop. Some of my background is digital marketing that I've always kind of held close to me as I went through all these other businesses. And so when I launched into real estate, I was a lot different than most green agents where they're just trying to figure out how to sell homes. And then they end up building a business around that. If they make it, I hit the ground running with alexrosh.com business cards, branding, my Instagram, my website, my ad was $600 a month. I did it in the magazine for the first year by myself. And then the second year, I learned that you can have lenders partner with you. And so I split the cost with the lender, which gave me more budget to go other places and, you know, do Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And so I do say I've had a um, organic growth on Instagram. I have just crested over 2950 followers. I don't have 29,000 followers. Um, but my views and my insights have always been leaps and bounds above my following because I do feel like um, one of the things that, that is important to me is to just like my mentors before me is to give it away for free. There's so many people hiding everything behind a click wall, paywall, and this just not my style. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And would you say your knowledge in marketing and kind of like the overall space made your learning curve a lot quicker than others you've seen getting into real estate? 
Um, my successes for sure. I mean, it, it's all I can attain them to, right? I mean, you know, I, I hit the ground running. I had I had a full branding package, and then that's what I was hearing back from the clients, right? So there's people in my city who have been doing real estate for way longer than I have, and they called them and they didn't answer their phone and they didn't have a voicemail that said, this is Alex Ross, your realtor, I will call you right back. And then they went on their website and their website was down. And so I had my marketing package fully circled. And so it gave them, a, it gave me an advantage. Yeah. So how would you recommend people who aren't taking it seriously to get into it? Do they just have to get their hands dirty or should they go somewhere to, to kind of learn exactly what to do? Um, so again, even with amazing mentors, I still had that mentality of like, um, as soon as I'm a free agent and I don't have a split with anybody, then I'm just going to do it all by myself and learn it all by myself and eat it all for breakfast. And that was a fool's way of doing it. Um, you should always partner, you should always collaborate, and you should always seek out those that are ahead of you, regardless if they're rude. That doesn't mean that all of them are rude. Regardless if they're busy, that doesn't mean that all of them are busy. And sometimes you do have to figure out where you're valuable to then trade that free value for their knowledge. Got it, for sure. And kind of transitioning from your come up, how was the market when you first got into it? I know it was only three years ago. But it was a very different time with the the rates being like super low. And how yep. is it now? Has have you had to change your strategy at all? Is it business as usual? Um, so I would say my strategy has been ever growing. I wouldn't say changing because it's kind of like a, a ten piece pie, and then slowly I'm making portions larger. And I'm eliminating portions by replacing them, you know, so some get absorbed into another category. And like Instagram is one of the biggest pieces of my pie. But then I'm also not ever going to just leave my restaurant open for one customer, right? So I have to share that wealth in different places. Got it, for sure. I totally understand that. Um, with the mentor and the broker... I know you said that they contribute loads and people should pay attention to them and take their advice and kind of like utilize that asset. What exactly about them made the biggest difference? Like, what do you think people should focus on trying to get? How do they best utilize those connections is the question I'm trying to ask. Yeah, so I would say do research. So right now, I uh, so um, when I started, <clears throat> okay, so when I came into real estate, one of the things that I did was I went and interviewed entrepreneurs because I wanted to see how different entrepreneurs made it to where they were, in my eyes, at a level of success that I wanted to be aligned with. And so I didn't go talk to a bunch of realtors. I went and talked to a bunch of entrepreneurs. Then I came back with those same questions and I run them through anybody and everybody who will listen and give me the time of day and care to talk about it. Because, you know, one thing people usually like to do is talk about themselves. And then it's our job to sit there and to, to soak up that knowledge opposed to just be um, lighthearted with it, you know? For sure. I totally get that. What were the main things that you took away from them in terms of like life lessons, not so much as real estate, but of course it's going to apply to real estate, but what are the biggest life lessons you learned from talking to those entrepreneurs? 
Yeah, we talk about this a lot and, you know, it's kind of like you're not um, you're not reinventing the wheel, um, but a lot of the similarities have to be um, a just kind of always having the universe pulling you in a direction of you can do this yourself and you can do it for other people, meaning like there's people who are just an excellent employee and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that sometimes i wish i was better at that yeah, yeah. <laughs> then there's people who are meant to 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 give those people a place to be employed you know and so um listening to that inner noise and going towards it opposed to away from it regardless of what your circle around you is hoping praying or wishing cuz no matter how close people are to you and how much you think they love you and want what's good for you a lot of times your success is a reflection of their failure not their success and so you know again growing your circle constantly to get to another level that you are not in and by collaborating or partnering you know uh some people will always tell you a partnership is a bad idea and never go into business with friends or family or blah 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 sometimes that's all we have till we get started and sometimes failure i like to say as long as you learn will always turn into a win which is a w right if you lose and then learn you get a w still that's awesome. Yeah, I think I think people have a really hard time leaving a group that they've been they they've been in forever and they don't truly get to learn about themselves until they leave. So that's a huge lesson for people to take. Um do you pay attention to like economics or like the specifics in real estate or is it kind of just like you know, a person to person business? I think I think when it comes to any type of business you're going to fit yourself you're going to kind of fall into a category right um you know I'm a very heavy marketer you know and it's not to say that I don't know the transaction because I've bought and sold my own residence five times before I had my license so some might say I'm I'm more versed than some realtors who've only done a transaction from the outside looking in. Can you say the question again? Yeah, it was, do you focus on like economic data and like the interest yeah. rates, like the supply and yeah. demand, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, so the reason why I focus on it is because it's important important to know where your industry is always right but self-proclaimed i am not an economics major and it's not something that i need in my business to sell a home sometimes i think a lot of realtors get stuck i've done it myself in trying to show off their chops and what they know and over educate even the consumer um, it's super important to take what you hear in the media and to turn that into anything positive that you can, because we all know that the media is only there to get clicks and views. And so what they're portraying might not be what is happening in your direct area. And then especially being in a small town like Visalia, there is nothing on the news that pertains to my local market. So that's why I come here and talk about my local market. 
And I talk about it on a surface level because I feel like I never want to be talked above or, or talked over in these circles. And so I want to make my information accessible at a fifth grade level. Awesome. That's that's really cool. I'm really curious what your next five to 10 years looks like, because right now it seems like, you know, to the viewer, it seems like you have it all together. Right. But what are some of the big things you're trying to work on and improve other than just the small iterations? Yeah. So, um, you know, um, I'm I'm trying to find work that is valuable. And so in real estate, we end up with a lot of free time. Now, you can be open and honest about that, or you can kind of try to stifle and hide that, right? And so our power comes in our accessibility. So if I'm on the phone at 8 and 9 o'clock at night to make sure that buyer A and seller B are comfortable with everything going on because that's when they were available, and then that gives me... Monday through Friday or Monday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. a free day. It's on me to then still work in my real estate business or on my real estate business. And we spent a lot of time at the golf course and we spent a lot of time at lunches with colleagues that weren't growing us. And those are things that we learned to do less of those pieces of the pie and then immediately just grow another instead of so, so sometimes when you take a piece of pie out you don't even know what to replace it with and so that's why i say you you grow your other piece of pie right you just fill that slice with something you're already doing and doing it more and doing it better and so you asked five to ten years five to ten years for me and my market is going to be continuing to be my local area expert and then just hopefully creating a community of trust where people are coming to me for more than one category. And then as long as I'm giving them a true heartfelt answer, they're going to put me in their phone as Alex Roth, my realtor. And it's never going to get replaced by anybody else because my information is valuable. Awesome. awesome. And how do you nurture those leads? So like, you make you make a relationship, right? How do you deepen the relationship? Because I find a lot of people have a really hard time. You know, they get on, they get connected, and they kind of just stay surface level. How do you get really deep, and how do you recommend others get deep with their clients? One of the things that is going to be super important if you're going to get into sales is to learn how to do sales tactics properly, right? So a lot of people, they go into these courses and they get trainings and they learn that, oh, okay, I need to shadow all of my clients. And so what that means is if they talk like this, then I need to talk like this. And if they talk like this and they're slow, then I need to talk like this and be slow. Being your true authentic self, regardless of what you think is going to make you the sale, is always going to have you stand out and be the cream of the crop in a sea of people who are taking courses and classes. So I would say, if you have the energy and the passion to give a fuck about what those people actually do and care about, then convey that, give them their roses, tell them why they're awesome. And again, I'm not blind to if a guy or a lady just wants me there transactionally, cool, you're doing me a favor. That's actually less investment that I need to make in that person in that time, not in the transaction. Do you see the difference? Yeah. 
Yeah. And so you get what you give, you give what you get, right? And sometimes you have to give before you get. And I think our generation, I'm born in 1985, but I'm just saying our society right now has a really hard time with that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like people just kind of focus on themselves and just how to get to the, you know, their goals. They don't think about anyone else's goals. They don't think about what everyone else wants and how it can be mutually beneficial if they spend some time focusing on other people's wants and needs. That's awesome. Yeah, I think another thing. Yeah, go for it. Just one short thing that I want to say is like, I really, really, really try not to say that I have clients. I like to say that I have a partner. I don't say I work for you and you definitely don't work for me. I say we work together. You need to work for me to work so we can work together and close this deal. And I think that that kind of ideal I don't know what to call it. That that way of thinking helps become authentic. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. How do you balance your professional and your personal life? What's your personal life look like? Yeah, so I'm a father of two. I uh, have a seven-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. Um, I have a loving wife. We've been married for 17 years now. Um, and basically what it is is uh, when we got together, we got together through infatuation, but we knew that it needed to be a partnership deeper than that. And yep. so one thing that we've had a lot of early success in is just really, you know, I'm not going to say that the year two was the same open and honesty as year 17, but we have truly grown together um, in our income, in our lives, in our knowledge, in our health, in our wealth, in everything. And having a partner like that is invaluable i think i used the right word there um <laughs> oh what happened to the background what did it's, i do uh, it's one of those like reaction things you did oh because i did like a <laughs> let's keep that in there yeah. um so that's invaluable and of course if that's not something that you have it's some it's not something that you get it's something that you work towards so work-life yeah. balance Work-life balance, they're making fun of me. I talk with all my hands and stuff. <laughs> so work-life balance is important and it becomes really diluted in the real estate market going right back to what we were saying, where it can be very easy for me to just go to my house do my laundry, do my dishes, cook my lunch, have hang out with my wife because she actually works from home right now, pick up my kids early instead of having them go to daycare. But it also goes down to your schedule and your practices. So that's something that I've, never shied away from. I don't have a book or a data sheet or a Google login where I need to say, hey, from eight to 10, I'm going to be on the phone prospecting because my life through my social media is prospecting 24 seven. I'm always on top of my incoming and outbound marketing, business, clients, partners, whatever you want to call it. And so just putting my health first, family second and business third, but giving those all equal parts, right? 33% of each. That's what I'm focused on right now. You're not going to catch me playing the soccer league. You're not going to catch me, um, you know, it's putting in four hours of call of duty a night. Um, you know, I'm finally at a point in my life where if I get one hour of, I usually watch Fast and the Furious number one over and over mm -hmm. and over again, because yeah. it's the only way my brain can like shut off. One hour of like, my own time a day and I do go to the gym which is super important and crucial for yep. anybody who wants to do anything in life exercise not going to the gym 
Right. Yeah, totally agree. Kind of wrapping up here. It's been amazing so far, genuinely. Thank you, brother. What did you, why did you join this podcast? And if you were to leave everyone, the viewers with one or two just ideas, what would that be? Cool. So I want to spread my message because I do feel like I'm one of the people who is in this world to truly be a light and to help people. And again, coming in a position of sales, when you wear a sales hat and a sales shirt and you say, I'm here to help people, 97% of people are not going to believe that. It's unfortunate that we live in a day of time where even the likes are becoming harder and harder and rarer and rarer. It's like, this takes too much energy for you to do. But if the lady at Starbucks upsets you, you're going to jump on Yelp and you're going to fire off the most longest one star review. You know, I did it again. (laughs) Um, So being authentically me and hopefully getting my word across to people that are then going to be authentic with me so that I know when I'm investing my time with them, they're going to, we are going to both come out better for it, whether they buy a home or not, because I want to leave them in a better place than when I found them. And the second part of the question was just do it. Cool. Just do it. Again, it's going to go back to a cliche and to a, a broken wheel in the record. Uh, would first year Alex be up here saying, just do it in a way, maybe not out of my mouth because I was too green to feel like I was ready to teach anything to anybody. Um, but I'm not new to business. I'm not new to opening businesses. And like you said yourself, when you see the outside looking in, my package is complete. And so I did all that shit. I took the time to do it before I was doing real estate because it wasn't, you know, a nine to five, 24 seven job. Um, I built the business, you know, yeah, I did it. Yeah. I love your message. I'm really curious. Are you planning on scaling outside of Visalia at all in terms of like social media as well as just your real estate journey? Yeah. So like I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for God to give me my exact direction. And I get really bogged down by the word niche down. It's almost like a bad word to me um, because I do feel like I have the capacity to be so much. And so my goals for the next couple of years are to continue to grow my performance on camera because I understand that's the forefront of every industry that we're going to be having in the next eons and eons. And so I've uh, put myself out there. I I have an agent now for like um, acting, modeling and stuff like that. And I will continue to pursue people like Ryan Pineda and Ryan Mangine. And I'm only going to say the Ryans because that's how my brain works. Um, People, again, who are in the space that I want to be in that are above me and then doing stuff for free. So right now I've partnered up with the media guy who's willing to bootstrap next to me. And we are trying to be our area experts and we're trying to give marketing dollars for free away to small businesses that, you know, maybe don't have the education, knowledge or or money um, to do what we can do for free. And so again, just sharing and growing. Yeah, that's, that's really incredible. I, I think people need to take that message and really run with it because yeah, so many people are just surface level and focused on their goals. 
and we can make this place earth a better place just by thinking of each other like that and just helping each other out like it'll just balance things out so well thank you so much for joining uh this entire podcast is great i'm gonna listen to it a couple times and i'm I'm really excited to watch your journey over the next few years because i think you can really scale and get your message out there and it'll be a positive on the world thank you uh yeah thank you so much yeah uh, i hope everyone enjoyed this podcast uh where can they find you What's your uh, Instagrams yeah. and stuff? AlexRoch.com and I'm Alex My Yeah, Alex My Realtor on every single platform. That do do yourself justice. Don't give yourself different names on different platforms. I yeah. learned that the hard way. Yeah. Alex My Realtor. Why do you say Alex My Realtor? Because you say it. Alex My Realtor. Yeah, I am. Yep. Because if it was Alex Your Realtor, which is how I started it, now mm. you say it. Alex, your realtor? Yeah, Alex, that doesn't my realtor. Not, see, yeah, exactly. it doesn't yeah, for it sure. doesn't work the same. Yeah. For so sure. it sounds weird. It looks weird, but when you say it, that's when now I'm your realtor. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you so much for doing this, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great one. You too.